For thousands of years, we've been under the impression the Bible was meant to be taken seriously. Finally, a new translation that'll change all that. This is Oh My God, What the Fuck Bible! Reach out! Yeah! I'm bouncing in my seat. I'm so excited. Welcome to episode 13 of Oh My God, What the Fuck Bible with me, David Tuckman. We're coming to you live from the Magnet Theater in front of a live audience. This is the beginning of the second year of the show. Yeah! I can't believe I've been doing this for an entire year, or more than a year, because I was translating for a while before we started recording. I have lost my mind. Each month on this show, a guest joins me and tries to read as many chapters as possible for my own personal translation of the Old Testament from the original Hebrew, while I make fun of it. Today is Monday, October 21st, 2013, and a week ago, there was an article about this show on Tablet Magazine, which was absolutely amazing. It blew up. There's been so much traffic. So if this is your first time listening to a new episode because of that show, because of that article, thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed just the Bible bits. Uh, which was a collection of every single piece of the Bible that I've done for the first year of the show. The downloads were so good that I think I'm going to be doing it every six months. So if you want to wait six months to listen to what we're about to do, turn off the podcast now, and then we'll catch up with you in six months. But if you are ready to go, just jumped in, thank you for joining us. It's going to be a fun listen. Another thing that happened because of this article was there are a lot of mean comments about me on the Internet. So I'm going to read some for you right now. This is my favorite part of the show, absolutely. Here's something that somebody said about, uh, oh my god, what the fuck Bible is blasphemy. Thank you. Abomination. And obviously I liked it. This guy was, was very polite. He just said, I'm not very comfortable with that idea. <laughs> somebody was very, uh, named Christy, so probably not Jewish. I am appalled that the majority of the comments say that this is okay. It is definitely wrong to make a mockery of God's holy word. People better be careful because this would be considered blasphemy, which is the unforgivable sin. That got two likes, including me and one other person. Oh my god. Oh, I find the phrase OMG offensive when it's uttered by someone without any religion or religious beliefs. That's the thing that they find offensive about this thing. The oh my god part, not the what the fuck part. Then this one, uh, I shall not be mocked, declares the Lord. Sorry for you. Check out what happened to others who have mocked God. I did nothing. <laughs> they're, they're fine. And then finally, this one I really like because it's just in all caps. It says, it is impossible. <laughs> We're here. This is happening. It is not impossible. Another... I want to show uh, just I want to share a few more things with you. This is a book that I found out about recently. Uh, it's called Unscroll, and it's an amazing project. Um, I'm holding it up to my audience right now. I'll probably post a link of it online. It's an incredible project. I literally just ordered. First of all, Amazon.com is incredible because I literally ordered it on Saturday and it showed up in my office this morning. So thank you, Amazon.com. But it's by an organization called Reboot. And what they did is they collected uh, 54 Jewish artists and writers, and they each shared their thoughts on the weekly Torah portion for that week. I read a bit of it before I got here, and I can't wait to plow through it because it's amazing. And I think one of the contributors is here, but I'll check on that later afterwards. Yes, he is. Amichai Lalavi is he? Yeah. And um, I haven't read his bit yet, but I can't wait to get to it. 
The other thing that I want to share with you, and this is something that somebody sent to me because of the article, um, is a book called Young's Literal Translation of the Holy Bible. Uh, thank you, Reese G., for sending this to me, because it's incredible. Uh, Young apparently felt that any deviation from the original Hebrew text uh, is a, a deviation from the Word of God and is not a true translation of the Bible. Unfortunately, the original Hebrew text is written in very odd tenses and can be incredibly confusing, and this book is really hard to read. One last item before we get to your guest. I have an announcement to make. Because, again, of this tablet article, I got in touch with a man named Steve Wells, who is behind a project called The Skeptic's Annotated Bible. Uh, he is an atheist, and he went through the entire Old Testament, New Testament, Book of Mormon, and Koran, and wrote uh, basically criticisms of every bit of it. Went through every verse, found all the inconsistencies. It's an insane, mind-boggling project, and he published a, a print version of this. So I got in touch with him, or he got in touch with me, and I'm happy to announce that he's going to be a guest on the next episode of this show, uh, which is happening right here November 4th at 8.30 p.m. on this very stage. So hopefully you'll come back for that. Are you ready to meet your guest? Yeah! This man is a very dear, uh, good friend of mine. He is a very funny man, an improv comedian. You might know him from his podcast, Left Handed Radio. Please welcome to the stage, Adam Bozarth. Your mic's a little low. Welcome, Adam. How are you doing? What did you, you say about my mic? It, it had fallen down. It was a little low. It was a little sad. I didn't say that it was sad before. <laughs> Adam is readjusting his microphone. Sorry, I, I'm also a podcaster, so I'm a little anxious about uh, mic placements. But how are you, David? That was a very nice intro of me. Thank you very much. How are you, Adam? I'm doing well. Wow, that's a bigger book than it yeah, sounded backstage. Yeah, this is a massive book. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's crazy how small the text is. It's really like, enormous and insane. Wow. Tell us about yourself, Adam. How, uh, what is uh, left-handed radio? Uh, I know, I'm just asking for the audience. <laughs> Left-handed radio is uh, is my podcast, and um, it's it's um, it's not a podcast where uh, two guys talk about uh, whatever's happening in the news. Uh, we write. It's a sketch comedy show. It's all audio. It's a, like a radio show. Uh, we do a half hour every month, mm -hmm. and uh, we try to make it as funny as possible. Um, we did a comic book episode just recently. Yes. So if you guys like comic books, uh, you might want to check out some of the observations and things we have to say about the Marvel Universe. <laughs> uh, and today I'll be taking on, you know, the actual universe. Yes. <laughs> the the, the Judeo-Christian universe. The Judeo-Christian universe. <laughs> the Judeo-Christian crossover universe. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Judeo-Christian canon. Um, <laughs> I was thinking, you do a lot of jokes about Batman and Ghostbusters. Uh, well, I mean, on Twitter I do. Yes. Yeah. And um, in the podcast. So if you like Batman and Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I'm, I'm almost uh, 30, so what else is there to think about? <laughs> exactly. Let's talk about... Somebody just groaned. <laughs> Somebody groaned like that's all I really talk about. There's a recognition oh. there. Oh. oh. My life. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Are you Jewish, Adam? Uh, no, I'm not Jewish. I was raised Catholic. Tell us about that. <laughs> uh, well, my parents were Catholic. Yes. Uh, they sent me to Catholic kindergarten, K-12, basically. And uh, my senior year, I was in the last religion class I'd ever had to take. And I remember just going, yeah, I don't know if I buy this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so um, I feel kind of bad that my parents had to spend all the extra money to send me to private Catholic school. But but look at where you are now. I'm doing comedy for no money on exactly. stage. <laughs> it all paid off. Yeah. Um, so you're not practicing now? No, I, I, I didn't really want to then either because, you know, my parents wanted to go, like... Uh, you could go on Sunday, or you could go uh, at 5.15 on Saturday, and that's when my parents always wanted to go to Mass, because they didn't want to wake up early. Yeah. And uh, so I had a very deep resentment for having to interrupt my Saturday just to go to Mass, which um, is long, and the songs are boring. Yeah. Um, I've never been. <laughs> You've never, not even but out of curiosity? No, I mean... I guess I've never been to Temple either. No. But I have, I do have, I am curious. You should come. <laughs> yeah, but it's going to be like church, you know? It's still church. I guess. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> do you believe in God? Not really. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I did for, I really did, uh, a lot, so much so that it kind of scared me, uh, I was kind of scared into line, I don't know if anybody else can identify with that, but, uh, there's, there's, a, in Catholicism, there's a very big focus on sin, mm. and as a, as a kid, as a very scared, easily scared, easily bullied child, um, you, you tend to buy that pretty quick, because you're a kid, you don't know any better, you know? Like when somebody's like, oh, well, there's a God. Yeah, okay. Of course right. there is. Why wouldn't there be? You've right. never lied to me before. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, oh, well, he's got some rules. Yeah, okay. And then um, most of those rules involve not lying, and that's all you kind of want to do when you're a kid yeah. is not be in trouble. At least right. I didn't. So uh, I kept on the straight and narrow path, and then uh, by the time I got to college, I was like, wow, I am stunted emotionally. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I guess I love following rules. Right. So I didn't really I, I should have been following different rules, I think. You know, it's it's hard. It is, yeah. Yeah. It's I mean, hard to do. And you know, you say lying, but when people are teaching you about God, yeah. it's not a lie to them, it's true to them. Oh, you no, know, I mean yeah. but I mean like just generally. I mean yeah. just like I mean but like being an adult, all you're doing is lying in one way or another. You know what I mean? I have this problem now. I, my girlfriend was saying, like, uh, don't tell people you're unemployed when they ask, how are you? <laughs> you know? That's not a lie. You can be great and unemployed. Well, I'm not. It's because I'm unemployed. <laughs> I, I'm doing it now, and now, right. I, and now I feel guilty, and I'm, I'm going to have to say I'm sorry to her. I didn't even do anything wrong. <laughs> so, yeah. There's no shame in telling the truth, though. I don't. I didn't think so until no. recently. Until I realized, like, I know everybody wants to feel like everything's okay with everybody, and it's like, oh well, fuck that. It's not. Yeah. I'm glad some <laughs> of you guys are giggling. You guys do that. <laughs> I feel like I'm stunning you out of your own questions, David. Let's talk about the Bible. Adam. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about stories because that's a place that oh, we yeah. can all relate to. Um, 
Have you ever read the entire, because you went to Catholic school for a while, but did you ever read, read the entire Bible? No, because I went to Catholic school. <laughs> uh, there was, I, I forget why we had to do, oh, we were preparing for First Communion, and so we had to have like a tech rehearsal, I guess, uh, and we were in my, my home church, and they're like, uh, so we've got to figure things out, you guys are going to do like a test, uh, you're going to have like a test confession where you where it's not like the full thing it's like okay come on in you sit here this is what you're gonna say and then i'm gonna say this and you say this and i'm gonna say this and you say this and then you go and do the the thing i told you to do so we're just waiting for that moment basically and they're like okay so just sit there and read the bible uh it's basically it's like the first time they said sit there and read the bible and the last um (laughs) for a catholic school they should have said that more yeah it's interesting how unimportant sometimes the actual liturgy is yeah it really is like religious education catholic school is like bible cliff's notes yeah uh, I think a lot, I mean, I, for me, yeshiva, too, is a lot like Bible cliff notes. Right. You jump around, and if you pick it up, you pick it up. We had a lot more to cover, though, because our Bible's longer. Yeah. <laughs> and it's we mostly letters at the end. It's mostly letters <laughs> to other people. It's literary stuff. St. Paul wrote two long-ass letters to the Corinthians. <laughs> and then there's that fever dream. Yeah, that's what I read, uh, waiting for confession. I was oh, like, I think I'll just read the end. Like, that's supposed to be what the, what the, how the world ends. I might as well figure out what that's going to be like. I was like, this, is, this doesn't make any sense. So associating that with confession was probably great for you. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, like, yeah, I think I've been very, uh, my, I'm very doom and destruction-minded. I don't know if you can tell. I can tell. <laughs> By looking in my eyes, you can tell. <laughs> Are you ready to read the Bible, Adam? Oh, of course. Oh, aren't you going to re- ask me? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry, the question that I... It just says me on my notes, and I totally forgot what that means. <laughs> Adam, this is a question that I ask all my guests. Thank okay. you for reminding me. What's your first memory of me? Oh, wow, I wasn't prepared. <laughs> <laughs> you were. You could have gotten I, out of it. I was... I, <laughs> no, I'm joking. I, uh, I totally remember. Um, it was... Uh, I think it was like the third night... Probably, the, or even the second night since I had moved to New York. Oh wow, I didn't know that. And um, we all had, we all met up at the Peculiar Pub. It yes. was a big internet meetup of people who live in New York. Yes. And I had just moved, and I had no friends, and I was living with a nun at the time. <laughs> and another thing I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, my my uh, the friend I moved here with, his great aunt uh, was a nun, and we lived with her. <laughs> and then I was like, I gotta go out and drink. Religion is everywhere in your life. It really is. Yeah. It's, a, it's a constant running theme. Um, so uh, then I remember sitting down with this big group of weirdos mm-hmm. and like being very nervous to do that. And then I think you and uh, the, the girl you were dating at the time had come in and you guys were normal and some other people who were normal came in. And I thought you were really like I thought you were genuinely funny, and I thought I heard you like muttering like jokes about other people <laughs> to them when they weren't oh, listening no. to you. And it was like people like I wish somebody would say, and then like you would just do that, and I was like, oh wow, that that guy's really funny. And then um, we uh, then we didn't end up hanging out as much as I had wanted to because you had to go to college. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. And you, uh, you were still young at that time. I was very young at that time. You were like 13 years old. I don't know how you yep. got in that bar. Yep. I had just had my bar mitzvah. <laughs> and my first gift was a fake ID. 
Let's read the Bible. Yeah. All right. Previously in the Bible, God created the world, yada, yada, yada. Yaakov ran away from his murderous brother and worked for 14 years for his uncle Lavan in exchange for four women named Rachel, Leah, Bila, and Zilpah. This is Torah, a loose translation. In the beginning, or book one, in the beginning, chapter 23, in which Yaakov proves himself a fine example of a family man. Everyone hated Leah. So a lot of translations try to soften the word hated here. They say Leah was love less or not love. This is wrong. The Hebrew word is snua, which I think definitely means hated. Other synonyms I found were despised, detested, and abhorred. Who specifically hated Leah? No idea. So I say everyone. Maybe it was Yaakov because of how Leah tricked him into fucking her, which, you know, is a little rapey. <laughs> Even Yehovah could tell. So he opened up her womb. The best way to make friends is to have babies. Rachel, on the other hand, stayed barren. Leah conceived and had a son. She named him Rovin. Right? Okay. That's good. <laughs> Uh, because, as she said, Jehovah has seen my suffering. Reuven means, see, a son. That's no, no joke, just translation. Now my man will love me. Oh, that's not healthy. She conceived again and had another son. Jehovah has heard all, Jehovah has heard all about how much everyone hates me, she said. Probably because she won't stop talking about it. So he gave me this son, too. I will call him Shimon. 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 Shimon, or Simon. Shimon comes from a combination of two words that mean heard my sorrow. More importantly, though, this woman is clearly very unbalanced and is projecting her insecurities all over her children. <laughs> Leah got preggers again and had another son. This time, she said, my man will definitely come to me because I gave him three sons. Oh, God, now I feel bad for her. <laughs> this one will be called Le Levi. Levi has Levi. the same root in Hebrew as the word that means come to me or lent me. I feel a little lost here because I have all of the uh, the English names yes. from my line. And then, um, Levi. please correct me. No, it's fine. Because yep. I'd rather not get an email. I absolutely will. You will get an email. <laughs> <laughs> not from me. Um, again, she got knocked up and had a son. With this son, I praise Jehovah, Leah said. I will call him Yehuda. As you may have guessed, Yehuda means will praise. After that one, she stopped having kids. Finally. Around that time, Rachel noticed that she hadn't given Yaakov any kids. She envied... Oh. No, yeah. I mean, she noticed. She wasn't able to tell before. <laughs> she envied her sister Leah. Give me sons, she told Yaakov. If you don't, I will die. Jesus. <laughs> What am I, God, Yaakov said, pissed at Rachel. I'm not the one keeping your belly fruit from you. Here, he said, take Bilhah, my maid. Fuck her, and she will give birth on my knees. So, that's gross, but that's supposedly an idiom that means Rachel will raise the child. I'll build myself through her. She gave Bilhah, her lady slave, to Yaakov as his woman, and they totally did it. <laughs> Bilhah became pregnant and gave Yaakov a son. God has judged me, Ruckel said. 
He has also heard my voice and has given me a son. Therefore, I'll call him Dan. Or Don, which means judge. Once again, Bilhah, the lady slave of Ruckel, got pregnant. She gave Yaakov a second son. I have twisted toward God, Ruckel said, and I have become like my sister. I've made it. She called him Naphtali. Naphtali means twisted, though really all of these kids should have been named insecurity. <laughs> when Leah noticed that she stopped giving birth, she took Zilpah, her lady slave, and gave Yaakov to her as his woman. Uh, Zilpah, Le Leah's lady slave, birthed a son to Yaakov. A sign has come, Leah said. She named him Gad. Which means God. I mean, which means sign. <laughs> Zilpah, Leah... So many kids! <laughs> it's like a Christmas letter. Oh, you probably yeah. don't get those. No, I've got those. I got those. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, we get holiday letters. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. But the names aren't as explained. No, they aren't as explained, yeah. but they are as wacky yeah. these days. Uh, Zilpah, Leah's lady slave, gave birth to a second son to, to Yaakov. I am so rich, Leah said. Daughters have called me fortunate. She called him Asher. Which means wealth. When the wheat harvest came, uh, ro when the wheat harvest... <clears throat> pardon me. Yeah. This is so hard to read, this thing I that know. was written... <laughs> over 3,000 years ago. I might be wrong on that math. When the wheat harvest came, Reuven took, the walk, took, the, took a walk in the field and found some mandrakes. This was written six months ago. Oh. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot this was translated. She brought... <laughs> he brought the mandrakes to his mother, Leah. Give me son of your son's mandrakes, Ruckel said to Leah. Taking my man wasn't enough, Leah said. You've got to take my son's mandrakes, too? Okay, fine. In exchange for your son's mandrakes, Ruckel said, you can sleep with Yakov tonight. Yakov came back from the fields, and Leah went out to greet him. Come to me, she said, since I have been awarded you by the value of my son's mandrakes. Yakov probably had no idea what the fuck she was talking about. <laughs> Yakov lay with her that night. God heard Leah. It was that loud. <laughs> but really, though, when God can hear you, it kind of sounds insincere. <laughs> but he can hear everything. Yeah. But also, how old is Yaakov at this point? Oh, in like, we, we haven't been keeping track of years, but this is like son 10. He's got to be 100. Yeah, or so 90 something. imagine all the things he knows, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Um, he lifted the rock up. <laughs> you know what I mean? He knows where the well is. <laughs> Digging those wells. Yaakov, Yaakov lay with her that night. God heard Leah. I said that yeah, already. Yeah. She, got pregnant and, she got preggers and gave Yaakov a fifth son. God has rewarded me for giving my lady slave to my man, Leah said. She named her son Yishakar. Schar, which is, a, I know, that's a tough one. Schar, which is at the root of Yisachar, uh, means reward. God has rewarded me. Leah got pregnant again and gave Yaakov a sixth son. God has, given me, God has given me an amazing endowment, Leah said. Now my man will stay with me for good since I gave him six sons. God has given Yaakov an amazing endowment, too. <laughs> she called the son Zebulun. Somehow, Zvulun has a word in it that means permanent home. 
which has somehow relates to what she just said. After, Leia had a daughter and called her Dinah. Who cares about a daughter? <laughs> God remembered Ruckel, listened to her, and opened her womb. Took him long enough. Come on, God. Ruckel became pregnant and had a son. God has collected my shame, Ruckel said. So there's a commentary that says that this means that previously, Ruckel had to bear all the blame for herself. If anything happened in her tent or her home, it was her fault. If she ate figs or broke pottery or something, she couldn't blame it on anybody else. So she's happy because she finally has a son she can lie about. <laughs> so the, so his son is not me, like from the family circus? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, she called her son Yosef as if to say to God, Please give me another son. Jeez, needy. Yosef means to add or to collect. Come on, Raphael. That's chapter 23. I think we have time for one more. You want to hear one more? Okay. This is chapter 24, in which Yaakov probably gets his science wrong. Remember, God wrote all this down because it's very important. Yes. <laughs> As you'll see. Around the time Rokel had Yosef, Yaakov spoke to Levan. Let me go home, Yaakov said. Give me the women and the children I've worked for and I'll go. You know how much I've worked for you. I really hope you like me, Levan said. You tricked me into fucking both your daughters. How could I not? <laughs> See, uh, I'm pretty into magic. And, and I realize using magic that I'm doing so well because Jehovah blessed me for your sake. So tell me what I owe you and I'll hand it over. It's pretty clear what I've done for you, Yakov said. You didn't have much livestock when I got here. I've grown it quite a bit. Since my arrival, Jehovah has blessed you. When will you let me work my magic into my household? What do you want from me, Levon said. You don't have to give me anything except for one thing. I'll go back to shepherding and guarding your flock. Today, I'll walk through them, take out every spotted, blotched, or speckled lamb or goat, and hold on to them. Those will be my share. That's a lot, by the way. <laughs> In the future, my honesty will answer for me. When you see my goats, any that is not spotted, blotchy, or speckled is clearly stolen. Or those traits are recessive and just showed up in a future generation. What? Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure God knows what he's talking about when it comes to... Okay, he created those animals? That's a good point. Ugh. This is blasphemous. <laughs> Those people on Facebook were right about you. <laughs> okay, Levon said. Sorry, I took sixth grade biology. <laughs> okay, Levon said, let's do this. That day, Levon separated the spotted and speckled goats and billy goats, all the brownish sheep, and any animals with white spots. He gave them to his sons and put three days' distance between himself and Yakov, who tended the rest of the flock. Yakov took moist poplar, hazel, and chestnut branches and stripped away the bark to get the white underneath to make them stripes. Then he stood the sticks up near the water troughs where the sheep liked to drink, facing the sheep, so they would see them and get all horny when they decided to come to drink. Is this an old shepherd's trick? Yep. Okay. You'll see. You'll see where it's going. Okay. <laughs> the sheep got horny near the sticks, and the babies they had were streaked, dotted, and patchy. Yakov sent the dotted and brown ones to Levon's flock, not letting them mingle with the sheep that belonged to Levon. Makes sense. Yep. 
When mating season hit for the early bearing sheep, Yakov put the sticks near the troughs to get them horny for stripy babies. Yep. Right? Because this works. Yes. Uh, he, horny for, get them horny for stripy babies. You wrote that part, though. Yes, I did. <laughs> a loose translation. Uh, yeah, it is a loose translation. <laughs> he didn't do this for the late bearing sheep, so those went to Levon. But the early ones were all Yakovs. Let, let's break down the science here, by the way. Apparently, what you see while you're having sex, or right before you have sex, determines what your children will look like, according to what's going on here. Which is why there are so many kids out there these days that look like beds. <laughs> <laughs> or ceiling fans. <laughs> or mirrors. <laughs> Um, this dude flourished like mad. He had lots of sheep, slaves of both genders, camels, and donkeys. And that's chapter 24. I think that's all we have time for today. Sheep above donkeys and Did slaves. Did I skip something? No, I, got, I, have, uh, I have the other one here. Oh, okay. Uh, we're going to jump right into it at Vartora. Uh, oh, yeah. Devar Torah literally means Torah word if you're incredibly literal, and I like to be incredibly literal. So let's try to distill everything we just did today into one word. Adam, is there one word you can think of to describe what we read just now? Birth. Not very funny, Yeah. but apt. Yeah. A lot of births in these chapters that have been arbitrarily put together by me in this episode of a podcast. Right, and, it, and, and like real birth, uh, it's very important to the people who are attending the to the birth. Yes. Not so important to people who you'll never meet in, in, in life, much like uh, the Christmas card thing. Yeah. I, I get them from uh, relatives I haven't seen in 15 years, and then there's like, oh, well, they, somebody had a baby. It's like, well, okay, cute baby. Um, mm-hmm. Good luck with your baby. Yeah. Uh, but if it were to happen to one of my brothers, I'd be an uncle, be huge, and I could, um, I could relate a little bit better, but uh, so far I, I have not had a birth in my life of this magnitude. And I'm also not a shepherd. Right. I could be wrong. I, yeah. My Torah word, too, is, is birth or siring, let's mm. say, mm-hmm. to choose a different word. Yeah. I could be wrong about the whole shepherd thing. That could be accurate, scientifically. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, did not do any research. There's a lot of weird farm things that you never think were I know. Right. You just put a stick next to the trough. It just makes babies come out. And they come out with wood on them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you took the... It's the... The branches don't have any bark on them, and so they're just all white. Well, he stripped them in, like, strips so that they're, like, striped. Oh, so he just sees stripes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That works. The Bible, everyone. Um, (laughs) Adam, I'm going to write down what you're going to read for us, but do you have anything to plug, anything you'd like the audience to check out? Uh, well, we talked a little bit about my podcast earlier, Left-Handed Radio. Um, it's, it's a lot of fun if you like podcasts, and you should if you're listening to this. Um, but if you're in the live audience, I really hope you go check it out. We do a lot of fun things. Uh, there's some uh, bonus shows that we did up there. We used to do this live show called The Sequel Machine, where we would take a film franchise and have 25 writers write a, a fake sequel one page at a time, only seeing the page right before their own. 
Um, so it's, check it's that out. It's pretty hilarious. It's, it's a amazing. lot of fun. We did one most recently for the finale of Breaking Bad, but we did one for Dark Knight and Spider-Man and a bunch of other things. So check Is that there, out. Was there a Harry Potter one? There was Harry Potter 9 and 3 yeah. quarters. Uh, <laughs> Die Hard 5. Um, Which will happen. Which did oh yeah, no, yeah, it is yeah. is in the works, but it will happen. Yeah, but so if you want to know what happens in it, go to lefthandedradio.com. No, but that that was a real movie, wasn't it? Like no, it's free. going to be. There's okay. a fourth one. Oh wait, th- oh Die Hard Five. You're right. Yeah, no, so it's Die Hard Six. I can't keep up with the I, Die Hards anymore. I I obviously no, you did. I I could. <laughs> I know it's tough. Ugh. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, I don't know if I have anything else to plug uh, besides that, besides my life's work. So uh, I hope you like it. It's worthwhile. It's worthwhile. You There's can you can check connect with the podcast on Facebook. Facebook, you can find it on iTunes. Uh, you can find it on Twitter because that's how you get successful is by putting your thing on every website. Yep. Every free service you can find. You can check out Oh My God, What the Fuck Bible on Facebook.com slash OMG Bible, at OMG WTF Bible on Twitter. There's a Tumblr, omgwtfbible.tumblr.com, omgfbible.com, or omgwtfbible.com. You can listen to us on Stitcher, iTunes, any podcast app. Please share the podcast with as many people as you possibly can. Rate and review us on iTunes. Um, something that I do every month, there's an open mic that you can come to at Beauty Bar on 14th Street called No Jokes Allowed. The next one is November 11th at 8 p.m. Um, I want to thank Adam for being my guest tonight. Let's hear it for Adam Bozart. Thank you, Thank you. Uh, Megan Gray at Magnet Theater, Emily Shapiro, uh, Sam in the booth, Ginny outside, our uh, audio engineer, producer, John Passaro. Uh, you for listening, our live audience. Thank you so much for coming and being here with me tonight. Episode 14 of the podcast is with Steve Wales of the Skeptic Annotated Bible at Magnet Theater, November 4th. It hits the internet November 11th. But make sure to listen, because next month in the Bible, Yakov is sneaky. <laughs> <laughs>